I bless you today. I thank you today. Would you stand with me this morning? I believe that there is a right way to receive those who bring the gospel to us. I understand that everybody is called to ministry on some level. But then there are those who their entire lives are devoted to ministry. They're rising up and they're lying down, are consumed with making sure that they are being faithful over the word of the Lord. We all have different places that we're called to. There are tent makers. There are doctors, there are lawyers, there are ditch diggers, there are county men, there are watermen, there are electricians, whatever. There are all these things, but there's also those who are called to ministry, and that is their life. And I can tell you, I've known Gaston Glasgow for now almost 30 years. I knew him when he was, his hair was still black. <laughs> he knew me when my hair was still brown. But I want you today to put your hands together, and would you welcome the man that the Father has sent today to bring you and me a word as I follow Christ. Oh, come on. Give me some more. Give me some more. Give me some more. You may be, you may be seated. You may be seated. Uh... A pleasant good morning to you. Pleasant good morning to you. Just to run a trail on a couple of things that Steve has been talking about. Um, first of all, talking about the name, that's, it's important. It's important to, uh, the name is very important. Yeah, because if I say you, Oh, hey, man. Hey, Larry. You know who I'm talking about. When I was born, back in history times for you young people, <laughs> they named me something. They, na they named me a name. And uh, <clears throat> somewhere along the line, I received the name Gaston. So that's who I knew I was, Gaston Glasgow. And uh, I was about fifth, whatever, I went in, into secondary school, maybe 10, 11. I was pretty smart back then. <laughs> and I got my birth paper from my mom. And I went to register for the school. And they called my name, Gaston Glasgow. Got to go to the little office and fill out the paperwork. And I gave, gave the uh, principal, whoever was, my, um, my birth certificate. He said, uh, I call Gaston Glasgow, not you. I said, that's me. That's not what this paper says. What, what you say? <laughs> what you say? On my birth paper, it says, Amari Frontin. Amari Frontin. Amorous Frontin. <laughs> I was just saying that for the people in France. Bonjour, <laughs> Monsieur and Mademoiselle. That's what. So it was quite. It's, it's not confusing to me. I know. I know who I am. Because uh, as I begin to follow Christ. I know who I am. Amen. I know who I am. And this morning I want to address something. 
that's plaguing the world medically, physically, politically. Just ask any Lee. <laughs> you finally got it, huh? It's just, what's plaguing the world today is fear. Any of my relatives from anywhere around the world, they call, I'm not going to address them today, but I'm going to address fear. I wasn't created to be fearful. You know, when, when Yahweh created me, when Yahweh created you, when Yahweh began in the beginning of creation, he says, you have what? Dominion. Does dominion mean fear? I have dominion. I have faith. I walk in faith. And as I follow Christ, I'm following Christ. Because I can't see him, though, but I can see you. I can see the men and women who have been in my life, who have imparted into my life. And as a result, I learned from them. And today I'm talking about I can lead. Let me hear you say that. I can lead. And I think the whole gist of, of, of this, this or, I don't want to say organization, but this body is leadership. You exude, you exude leadership. If not, by the end of the time I'm speaking, you will have leadership. That's you wouldn't get, I won't I won't quit until you have leadership. That's that's the way it's gonna be. Leadership. I can lead. Because that's who Yahweh created us to be. Our, our apostle who's going on to be the Lord, he says, first of all, if you want to be a good leader, if you want to be a leader, you have to do what first? You have to be a good follower. You have to be a good follower. So let's, let's go to Matthew 4.18. And I'm going to read it out of the... Um, You, you have it? You look at me? Oh, <laughs> okay. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll look at my glasses every now and then. Matthew 4.18. 18 to 22, okay. Is, is that the... All right. I have it in the Passion, the, the, the Passion Translation. That's, that's all right. We'll read it from there. I'll I read what you have up there. Walking along the beach of the Lake of Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon. Later he called him Peter. And Andrew. They were finishing thro throwing you know, anytime you want to determine if, an, if there's an island in the group, this accent say TH. <laughs> I have to really think about the throw. That's how I say throw. <laughs> and they, they were fishing, throwing their nets into 
the lake, it was a regular workday for them. Jesus said to them, come with me. I'll make you a new kind of fisherman, a new kind of fisherman of you. I'll show you how to catch men and women instead of fish. Christ, when he walked by these men, he recognized a value in them. And, and sometimes we don't, it takes someone else to recognize the value in you. It takes someone to lay hands upon you and say, you have value. Because maybe what you've been hearing all these years is that you don't have value. But until that time, value is recognized, value can be developed. Value can be de developed for the benefit of, and now I'm, I'm talking basically about kingdom matters now. That's what we're dealing with. Kingdom matters. What, what happened to um, Jimmy? Huh? Okay, all right. See, I'm very observant. I'm keeping my eyes on you. <laughs> Keep him, I, I, I. Okay. I just looked over there and he wasn't there because he's, he's part of my amen crowd. You, you know. It's a benefit. So, because when, when Yahweh is walking by and he sees Peter and he sees see Andrew, his brother, and, he's, and we're talking about the same name, he says, that was, he says I'm going to change your name. I'm going to change your name to who you really are. The value that he recognized the value was that wasn't in him, that was in him. There's a value in me. And my desire today is that we recognize that this body, I don't know about other bodies, but this body, we are leaders. And because I follow Christ. Because you follow Christ, you are leaders. And Archie spoke of some things today that is big. Some point in time, he'll tell you about it. But he's a leader. The different ones in here, we are leaders. And I'm, 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 I'm concentrating on, like I tell you, what's going on in the in, in the in the. Uh, medical world, what in the physical world, in the spiritual world, there are things all you hear, all you are bombarded with every day on the news, from your families, from your friends. But you know, 98% of what is happening is good. 98% of what's happening. So we need, we need not to be dysfunctional. Amen. We need not to focus on that Amen. 2%. Amen. Get your mind out of that 2%. Let's focus on that 98%. Because you are a leader. Yes. You, you, ever, you ever meet some people and you begin to talk to them and no matter how you start, try to pull them and straight them from that Downcast. They just, I mean, by the time you get through talking to them, you all scraped up. 
but you're a leader. So you're going to lead them out. You're going to lead them out of that situation that they're in. We are going to lead. You know, before, before Moses was heard of in the capacity that he was, where he brought the children out of Israel, out of um, Egypt, he was not nobody. In that, as far as, as, as the Israelites was concerned. We, why can't we bring them out? We need to bring them out. Yeah. I, I'm reminded of it because they, they're saying that we're dying out here. We're dying out here. You, there's a scripture. I can't remember exactly where it was, but there was one place where it was fruitful, and there is everybody was dying outside, and they were scared to go in. And somebody said, you know what? I'm not scared anymore. I'm going in because I heard there's food in there. There's food at the Rock of Central Florida. There's leadership in the Rock of Central Florida. That's you. Folks out there, they're dying in fear. You know what? Maybe, maybe I'm not as well read as you are, but maybe you can tell me. Has fear ever won any war? Hmm? Fear has never won any war. So you better man up. Man up. Step up. Because you are part of this kingdom generation here. If you associate yourself with us, you better man up. Because we're going to take that mountain. We are approaching that mountain. We are approaching that mountain. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, sometimes in, even in our, in our calling, we are scared to do what we are called to do. Yahweh has recognized us and the value that we have, but we are scared to walk in it. Recently, I, I, I spoke to someone, prayed for someone, talked to someone, And I know what I was supposed to say. But there is a part of me, that fleshly, fearing part of me that won't. Maybe you shouldn't say that. Maybe then out of the depths of my spirit came the words that was needed to deliver. Don't be holding back what Yahweh has placed in you. Do not, I, 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 prob I probably needed a mirror. Do not hold back what Yahweh has placed in you. He has called you out. He says you have value. You have value. You have value. Let me hear somebody say, I can lead. I have value in me. Oh, Yahweh, show us. Yahweh. So you know what? The wonderful thing about that, Yahweh, when he recognized you and he said that you have value, he traded the word of his power into you. And I'm going to mention it, but you might not think it's 
right on track, but it's on track for me. The word of his power. Just the word of his power. It will make you say, Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. <laughs> All the older people like, the younger people like, yeah. <laughs> just the, you know, the word of his power, not the power of his word. If you just mention the word, if you just mention the name, at the mention of his name, what? Every shall bow. Every tongue confess that you sure that Christ is Lord. And I follow him. I follow Christ. I'm a leader. I follow Christ. We are going through. We're not looking. We're not looking at what crisis. We're not looking what the naysayers are saying. We're not looking at what you can't do. I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. You can. Yes, you can. Because what? You're a leader. Timothy, let, 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 let's, let's bring it down to, to something that we, can, we, we know or read about it at least a little closer than we can probably relate to Yahweh because <clears throat> sometimes we can't relate to Yahweh for some reason. But if you ever was like I was in Panama one day, was myself and my daughter Ella, and I, 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 I meant to call the name out today. I, I want to call her name out, my daughter Ella. Ella Bernice Glasgow. <clears throat> I'm calling her name out. Myself and her, we were in, in Panama. My good friend Herb Meadows and his wife, Clara Meadows, a woman who's gone before us and who is sitting alongside those who've gone before us, and she's interceding on my behalf, even today. I believe that. I know that now. And we, myself and Ella, we were in Panama, and uh, about 10 o'clock at night, I don't know if I was praying, or if I was reading, or maybe I was just trying to put Ella to sleep, because we were, she was about, what, five? Hmm? You what? Speak up! She, she guessed. Okay, she guessed. Four or five. <clears throat> and by that time, <laughs> that's my wife in case I, I can shout at her, okay? <laughs> I don't just shout at anybody. <laughs> but uh, we, were, we were there. And she was, she was asleep by then. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord came upon me. I don't know if you ever experienced this. The Spirit of the Lord came upon me. And I began to speak in other tongues. And 
I just did, because I was a young Christian. I didn't know what to do. I was walking all over the house. And all I knew to do, all I knew to do back then is to grab my daughter and go to somebody, go to somebody who was, who was spoken into my life. Herb and Clara Meadows. I woke them up. I didn't even say hello. I just, and of course, Clara Meadows, she is a sensitive woman, very sensitive to the, to, to the spirit and the things of Yahweh. She called me in silent, you know, in her pajamas. and So a lot of times we don't recognize. We are not ultimately always in tune with, what, with Yahweh, the spirit of Yahweh. There are times when he, he just comes upon us. But some, maybe, maybe I should say, my, use my favorite word, a lot of times we're not cognizant of his presence. But he's always there. He's always there. But something maybe you can relate to on, on, on a level that, of uh, humanity is, is Timothy. Timothy and Paul had a great relationship. And he called him my son. This is my son. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to send you, take you, Timothy, because you have... You have followed me. You know me. You know what I can do. You know what I've done. You know who I used to be. But I'm going to send you to Corinth to take care of some business for me. And that's what Timothy did. He was sent by the one who he followed. Stephen. Also sent out by the apostle. What does it mean? What does it mean? Or what does it look like to follow Christ? Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone if anyone would come after me, if anyone would follow after me, if anyone have a desire to know who I am, if anyone has a desire to be a leader, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Let me read it out, what, out of a different version here. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to be my disciple, let him deny himself. Disregard. We sometimes have a hard time disregarding, you know, disregarding those things. There are some things that so easily beset us. We, I think, was... Um, Tim was talking about us being about our purpose, focusing on our purpose rather than just the things that, that control us every day, like working. <clears throat> yeah, working. You know, in Trinidad, they, at, at, at my young age, folks are, uh, are retired. They're fishing every day. And, 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 
I digress just for a minute. I hadn't thought about retirement until one day Steve says, well, in five years, I'm going to. I said, what? I hadn't thought about that, retiring. But I guess I have to do that one of these days, but not yet. I still got a long ways to go. We got a long ways to go. And we never, we never retire from what Yahweh has called us to do. We retire from work. But now we are into the purpose. I, I like that. that again. Retire from work and go into the purpose of who Yahweh. And we need to get there as leaders. We're going we're gonna to show the way of how you retire from work and move into purpose. Because we're just providing for... I, I was thinking about back when I grew up in the islands, and I, because I, I was watching this other little show. But, you know, we, we got up in the morning in the little countryside that we, we were in. We didn't think about anything else. But the young boys, make sure that you filled up the barrels. That means the drinking barrel, the washing barrel, and the flushing barrel. That was our job. And sweep the yard. And the rest of the day was ours. You know, I was thinking this morning, I was brushing my teeth. That's, that's about basically what they told us to do. Make sure you brush your teeth, boy. <laughs> and grease your elbow. <laughs> that's all I worried about. The rest of the day, I was about my purpose. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the woods, on the beach, you know, whatever we found ourselves to be doing. But I, we need to move from work to purpose. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to be my disciple, let him deny himself, disregard, lose sight, and forget himself and his own interests. Did I say that right? I'm getting good at this Yankee thing. <laughs> his own interests. And take up his cross and follow me. Cleave steadfastly to me. Conform wholly to my example in living. And if need, if need be, in dying. That's, that's, that's a pretty profound statement right there. And we think that applies to Yeshua only. What, what about the man that you say that you're joined to? The man that you say that you follow? We, like I said, I'm not mixing my words this morning. I'm bringing to you straight, real, and raw. If you sign up for it, walk in it. If you're attached to a man... Be attached. You can't have that bubblegum thing where you, you, know, you, you can stretch anything, walk away from it. Be attached. Be, be fully attached. Is that the voice in that man that says, dismiss everything else? Interest. 
The key thing here, the key, we, get, we, get, we get bogged down in some other words, but I think the key thing here is cleave steadfastly to me, conform wholly to my example in living. In my example in living. So I got to give you some examples, right? I'll do that in a minute. The thing about when you associate yourself with a man, with a woman, someone who Yahweh has placed in your life, it reveals who you are. I think everybody ought to have an apostle ball. If you don't know who Apostle Ball is, he's the man that raised up myself and Steve. And if you ever look closely at Steve, there's a couple of scratches around. <laughs> Whelps. <clears throat> we, used, we used to love, back in Panama City, we used to love when, when Steve got up and preached because he says, Well, Steve is preaching today. We're going to get the Golden Corral in the first. <laughs> We're going to be first in line. Today, not so. You'll be the last in line. <laughs> because he is, he is taking up the spirit of Apostle Ball. Apostle Ball would, would take one word, of. And you think that's a message for the day, right? No, that's the message, message for the next two months. <laughs> he can take that word and he can, he can dissect it and trisect it and he would. And all the time, he, yeah. It reveals, it reveals who, you know, in you. And I, and I'm, I'm, I say it reveals who in you, the, the man that Yahweh puts in you, that you decide to follow, reveals who you are. Even in the bad experiences. And lead, leaders, men leaders are just who what? Men. I think you've pointed out before. I'm, I'm a leader, but I'm a man. And sometimes that man gets in the way of leadership. My flesh gets in the way sometimes. I know you never, that never happens to you. But sometimes, and I, I watch this man here. That's, I know this man right here. Like you said, we've known each other for 30 years. And ooh, there are times when we sucked down in a seat when he was on, he was on the stump. Because we know you was going to get it from Apostle Ball. I mean, it was a whipping. I mean, we wanted to pray. For, one, one time we wanted to pray for him. He said, get away from him. We want, we want, don't, don't, don't you go and try to, 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 to pacify him. I don't give him the whooping. You need, he needs to go over there and, and snivel if he wants to. But don't you go over there and try. But it revealed the core of who this man is. The core. If you ever have a voice that will, is willing to speak into your life, not holding back, not being, you know, timid about saying to you, Amen. Sam, that one here over there is a little bit out of place. Put it over this way. <laughs> speak into your life. Not, 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 he's not undecided. 
He's not undecided. He might have to repent a couple of times. Which he did. Apostle Paul has on occasion repented. Because whatever, whatever came out of his mouth, ooh, it was like a two-sided sword sometimes. I still got a little aching back here. You know, you can't learn any, anything, any new thing unless you are willing to set aside the old. That's one of the things you used to say. When you come here, all that you know about preaching, all that you know about Christ-like, put that away. I want you to sit down, shut up, and listen. Not too many people are willing to do that. Because we come, we come because we know we've, we've been in this thing a long time. You ain't going to tell me nothing else. But if you decide to park yourself here, you need to decide that I'm going to put aside things. Now, you might not get it right all the time, but most of the times you get it right. Because he has, what, that relationship, that relationship. That relationship with Yahweh. Leadership. We are developing here leaders. You need to activate the leadership in you today. If, if, if you're not leading, begin to. And leading is not finding out why everybody, is go, everybody else is going in and jumping in the front of the line. If the line is going that way and you know leadership is pointing you there, you go this way. They'll have to catch up some point in time. If they want the truth. T-H, truth. If they want the truth. You're mocking me. <laughs> if you want the truth, you, you will line up. Throughout, if there's, all, there's always a man, Patton. Men were willing to follow him into battle. Yep. Because what? He was a leader. Yeah. And there's always casualties. There's going to be casualties because of war. A war against fear. War against fear. Let me, let me tell you about some people who was in my life. One, one, one Elder McLeod, he's, he's long gone. Elder McLeod, he was the head of one of... The Assemblies of God, hmm? Church of God in Christ. See, I'm, I'm, getting, my, I'm getting my religion all mixed up. <laughs> church of God in Christ, Kojic. Yes. <laughs> this is the Church of God in Christ. This is the Church of God in Christ. You cannot join him. You got to be born into it. This is the church. I'm surprised I still remember that. But they drilled that into us. And ain't nothing wrong with that. This is the church of God in Christ. We might call it the rock of Central Florida. But this is the church of God in Christ. We follow Christ. We follow Christ. Ella McLeod, you know, and, and he was a man that 24-7, he was, he was a man of God. 24-7, are we men and women of God? I challenge you. If you cut us, 
anyway, cross down, do we bleed Christ? And he was a man who believed in fasting. I see that, that probably need to come back here first. <laughs> Excuse me. He taught me how to fast. He was a man that fasted for 40 days. And he required every one of his ministers, of which I was one, to fast. He had the upper room. And we'd go up into the upper room and we'd pray until we pray true. There you go. You can't just, I, I, you know, we, we were praying one day at the altar and I, I was leading prayer. And I shunned that about, bless this one, bless that one, whatever. And I prayed for about five minutes. And I thought I was doing good. And I was, I'm, I'm getting up and one of, the, one of the mothers said, brother, you didn't pray through yet. <laughs> Sometimes we need leadership to say, you ain't prayed through yet. You just hit the surface. You just, I mean, you need to go deep into the depths of what you have. Sometimes you, you can't go through the first door. That's just the welcome. You got to get into the intimacy of the bedroom. Where you intermingle with him. Where you can, he can tell you the secret things that he wouldn't say in the dining room. There's some things we don't, we don't, we don't say some things in the dining room that we would say in the bedroom. I'm making it plain. I'm making it plain. I'm going to be a leader this morning. I'm not mixing my words. Some, what, what are we going to say in the foyer? Not we, what are we going to say in the bedroom? But if you want to follow Christ, you've got to get in the inner place. Let him get into your inner place. Because sometimes we don't want him to get in there. We've got some things we've got hidden in there that shouldn't be in there. But we're following him. We need to get it out. But, but he fasted for 40 days, but he said, I know you young, young boys can't do that. You can fast for 40 days, but you know you can still have a little bit of juice. <laughs> By day 15, I was dying. <laughs> I was dying. And I, I still had to go to work. I was in the military. I still had to go to work. I had a desk job, it didn't matter. <laughs> but I still, I still had to go to work every day. And folks are asking, why are your lips so white? <laughs> I'm following Christ. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus, help us. Whew. And he was a man that we could... Uh, he, he knew this book from cover to cover. <clears throat> and he can speak and string one verse to the next. Just, just, just I mean, he was amazing. You couldn't, you couldn't call a scripture that he couldn't finish. He was that amazing. And the, the way how I got hooked up to him was because of the voice. The voice. 
I had just gotten to Panama City, <clears throat> gotten saved in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, by my annoying sister-in-law. She had a pre she, oh, I mean, I mean my loving sister-in-law. <laughs> she, I, I, since I mentioned, I, I better clarify that. I, I left California with the intent to do some things when I get to, got to Florida, because there's a lot of things going on in Florida that you don't even know about, but I, that I was going to be involved in. Forget that, but when I got to, to Pennsylvania, and I was waiting for my brother-in-law, who was going to give me the necessary things that I need for the trip from, from, from uh, Pennsylvania to Texas, never showed up. And then there was a voice of my sister-in-law. And she was over there speaking to some woman, casting stuff out, shanta bakayabahaya. And I'm in the corner, I'm, where? I'm like this, where? Where is my brother-in-law at? And then she looked around, she looked at me, and I, I got scared. <laughs> and she said, the voice said, her voice said, when are you leaving? But listen to this. Out of the depths of this spirit, out of the depths of this man, came the words, I'm not leaving until I get the word. <sighs> I don't know nothing about no Christendom. Where that came from? And at that moment, it captured me. And she saw the capture. She, <laughs> she just threw the net over me and began to speak over me. And, I, and that's when I came into the kingdom. Because the voice. Sometimes the voice will come from you. The question was asked. And the voice said, not Gaston said, not Amari said, the voice within me said, you are not leaving until you get the word. You're not, you're not leaving until you expect, experience the word of my power. And I did. I did so much. The word was so captivating to me that I was willing to, to, for them to break the Shenango River. It was, it was in the middle of winter. And that's where they baptized people, in the Shenango River. And my father-in-law said, oh, you got to go to the Shenango River to baptize you. And I said, <laughs> like a dummy, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I thank the Lord for wisdom of my father-in-law again. He said, yeah, by the way, we got a big old tub right here. We can fill it up and we can baptize this man because he, he's going to leave here filled with the Holy Ghost. Speaking in towns, and that I did, but I really, I, I digressed quite a bit there, kind of, did I? I was telling you about Ellen McLeod. I was traveling, so I, I left there and I came, to Pan, I came to Panama City the first time, and I was driving down the road and I, I needed somewhere to go. I needed somewhere to, I needed to park myself somewhere so I can listen to a man speak, so I can follow Christ through the voice that's coming out. I knew, my spirit knew that. I didn't know that. But I was listening. And I had the radio on. And this man came on the radio. I can't remember. I can't tell you what he was talking about. But his voice. That voice. That voice. If you're listening, that voice will speak to you. That voice will say, you're a leader. You've got a purpose. I'm calling you from work to purpose. 
And I went and I, I followed where that, wherever that man was. I found that church and I stayed there for the time that I was there. And then I went to Panama. This is, I'm just giving you some examples of the voices that make up Gaston Glasgow. And I wasn't church hopping either. I wasn't going and listening to this word over here and that word over here. It's because I was the military, so I had, I had no option. You know. So I went to Panama and I met this man. You know, I should, how come you don't have a, a name like S.L. Parker or something like <laughs> All those famous people have that name. His name was R.J. McLeod and this guy. B.R.Ship B. was, was his name. And he says that, um, what I told you the guy's name was? He, he looked like with a beard? Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. He said Kenny Rogers looked like him. <laughs> but he really did. He really did. But this man had a voice. And he had a voice for the people of Panama. The old, his purpose was to go to Panama as an American to service the servicemen down there to bring life to the servicemen, and also to reach, to reach out to the community and, and around. And we went all over Panama. We went and visited the Kuna Indians, where the only reason we got in there because one guy, one guy made it out. The, you know these communities, people never leave. But this one guy, and he got saved, and he was taking us in. They, BR ship and my brother Meadows, I didn't get to go. But they had never seen a black man or a white man before. But be our ship. Once wanted to, he's gone too. The only one of my voices still living is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but he wanted he wanted to reach out to the to the Kuna Indians. That's who they are. It's a Kuna Indian, you know. And we would go all over. We were preaching on the streets of Panama, and none of us knew Spanish. But that, did, that doesn't stop the Holy Spirit, does it? Because they were gathered in a place, in an upper room, and they said, we heard them in our what? Own town. So I thought, I'm sorry, we, we, were, we were kicking some Spanish back then. We were, had our little babbles, and we were on the streets of Panama, Ancon, Ancon City, that's one of the main cities down there. And we were preaching, sweating. You know, back, back Ellen McLeod, I tell you, I, we, we talk about some things that you need to, to, guess, to get, and some things you, you just don't, you're not able to carry. When Ellen McLeod got there and he began to preach, he put his air here. And the Lord said, be saved. Come on now. Can I get an amen? <laughs> and I mean, I don't know if he was, this was his tune to, to the spirit. It was. But I saw, so guess what? All the young men, when we started to preach, and the Lord said. <laughs> it worked a little bit, but it, I, after I realized that that wasn't me. Uh, the, sa the same thing with Apostle Ball. He would always get a, a glass of water and he put a little bit of um, vinegar in it. And you'll see like my voice now. Hmm? Oh, okay. And he sip it as he go along. So I said, 
I have a little problem with my voice sometimes. So I said, ooh, I put, I put some vinegar in it. A <laughs> couple of times I spoke, it was okay. Then one time I, they must have put too much of vinegar in the water. <laughs> I broke out in hives. <laughs> that wasn't working for me. <laughs> Follow Christ. <laughs> Follow the man, but sometimes you just got to distinguish what's working for you. <laughs> what's working for you. Yeah. Be our ship. And of course, Apostle F. Nolan Ball. The voice, one of the most profound voices that lived, that lived that, to my knowledge, one of the most profound voices. <clears throat> And what captivated me is when I came back from Panama, the country, back to, the, back to um, Panama City, Florida, which I had already been there, and I had a big discussion with Yahweh. Look, I've already been to Panama once, and I did all the saving I could do over there. I don't want to go back to Panama City, Florida. Send me to Enid, Oklahoma, where originally they were going to send me. And then it was a dead place. I'm glad I didn't go there. They said it was nothing. It was depressed out there. But I didn't want to go back to Panama City, but I went there because it was the word of the Lord. I had some rough edges that need tuning. And that's what, that's, what, that's what a father will do sometimes. He'll chip around the edges, smoothen you up a little bit. And the first day that I entered into the rock of Panama City, Apostle F. Nolan, boys, yeah, F. Nolan, B.R. Ship, L.J. Stevens, Parker. <laughs> uh, I only got two. They, you know, they didn't even give me a middle name. In both times, they didn't even give me a middle name. Amherst Frontin, Gaston, they didn't even give me a middle name. <laughs> Just G. Glasgow. But one of the most profound things that he said, one, he said to me, well, he didn't say he was talking, well, he might as well be talking to me. He says, all that's in the Bible is not the word of God. I said, what? I graduated from the Assemblies of God and Church of God in Christ. You're going to tell me that all that's in the word? No, that was the voice speaking to me. That was my, sometimes Yahweh used some profound things to get your attention. Because some of us, we just go about our business. We're going about work and not, not realizing what our purpose is. We're going about work and not realize, so Yahweh has to probably put a talking mule in front of you. Or use a man like Nolan Ball and said, all in the Bible is not the word of God. Study it, is, it is true. But at that time, I'm saying, you're crazy. I'm in my, I, didn't say, I said that to myself. <laughs> and I said, I've got to go back and hear this man because he's just too crazy. I'm going to straighten him out. <laughs> you try it <laughs> and he had, he had a mission he had a voice he had a voice he said I want to build a church from which to touch the world it's being realized today he had a vision his life was about purpose you get up in the morning in the evening, I've, and I've been, I've been with him some places, but he's always F. Nolan Ball. 
the man of God. No matter what, you can talk about chickens if you want to, but it's going to be spiritual. It's going to be life. You're going to, you're going to walk away with something. And he was the one who told me and told us, be a good follower. <laughs> he was like a pattern. He didn't take no mess. He didn't take any prisoners either. It was his way or the highway. And you can, you can view it how you want to view it, but we are better for it. We are better for it. The bumps and the bruises. Like I said, you don't have to drink the vinegar. You don't have to put the vinegar in your water. Just drink water. That'll help your throat. Get a lozenger. I see, I started to get a lozenger up here, but I, I, I will say one thing. I'll try to say TH and it will slip down. So he, 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 he does the lozenges. I don't. <clears throat> Build a base, touch the world. So I want to I I, I ask you today, does the voice resonate in your spirit? Does the voice resonate in your spirit? If you don't know what that means, let me, let me, let me say it. Produce, does the voice produce or fill with a deep, clear, clarion sound that continues for a long time? Does the voice resonate? The voice of Christ. Are you following Christ? Are you following the voice that he's placed for your purpose? The voice that recognized you. The voice that called you my son. My daughter. They had a thing that the apostle, when he began to talk to you, he just, I got to demonstrate. <clears throat> I brought demonstrations. He would say, let me see. Come on, young man. <laughs> and, and this is the reason why I don't play basketball. Because he, he got all the height. But every time he began to speak to you, this would be his stance. A possible I'm talking about. And, and uh, there is, there's something about laying on hands. You say, son, I'm well pleased in you. By the way, I am too. <laughs> I'm well pleased in you. And it's just that, that time that you, with a father, knowing that he's got his hands on you. Yeah. Even, though I just, you know, even though I just whooped you. <laughs> you know, he, he, would, he would whoop you upside and down and then say, you want to go to breakfast? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All in the same breath. And, and you said, yes. <laughs> He was quite a man. He was quite a man. You know, like I said, I've known Steve Parker. He has a passion. He, he, came, he came to us with a passion. He came off the evangelist field with a passion. And I'm not going to lie. Let me tell you, you know, this is truth session here. Because we, we were all standing in line to be sent out. I hope you don't get sent out before me. And he did. 
But that doesn't matter because the Father knows your timing. The Father knows your place. You don't get before the Father. It's my turn. It's not your turn. It's the Father's determination when it's your turn. But you got to do what? Occupy until it's your time. Occupy until your time because your time is coming. Your time is coming. And when, you, when your time comes, you got to be prepared to be a leader. Because that's who we are developing. We are developing leaders. I can lead. I can lead. I'm being developed. I'm being developed. Steve, has a, Steve, Steve doesn't have, he, he has a passion. Uh, I think this was attributed to him. He, he's passionate in everything that he does, even basketball. You remember that, 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 that session that you all wanted to go to fist fighting? Yeah. Ooh. I don't know if you were the cause of, of it, but I heard there was some passion going on over, over a basketball game. You didn't make that point. I, I think he said that. But, and and, and they, they played, man. I mean, they, they, were, they were like NBA type players. Man. I didn't play because I can't play basketball. <clears throat> but it was, he's always been a man of passion. He's been, he's been a brother in Christ. You know, I, 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 I've, I've known this place from when this place was just the bushes. And he walked me through myself and, and Apostle Ball. He walked, Steve walked us through this place when it was just woods with passion. I walked through it fear and intrepidation. Because <laughs> all that bush, I figured there's got to be a bear in there somewhere. <laughs> I was, I, you talking about following Christ? I was right behind him. <laughs> I was following him through the bushes. And this, this is where it ends. This is, hmm, let's get out of here. I'm familiar with him. I, I know about him. And, and, and he, is, he is not a man that is not willing to change. If you've been around any, any, any time, change is, that's his middle name. And not change for the sake of changing, but changes to accommodate the purpose. Woo. You need to change to accommodate the purpose. It's, we're not changing just because we want to change. We want to fully we want the, the purpose of Yahweh to fully occupy. Occupy. Amen? Amen. He, uh, I, you know, I, was, I was very... You need to listen. Always be listening. And it might be something simple or it might be something profound, but you're always listening. If you're going to follow Christ... If you're going to follow a man without fear that he's going to lead you down the wrong path, you need to be listening. Simple, simple things that he, he said just the other day. We, we were talking. So we had some things that happened here at the um, at the church, and we had. He, we, I said we. He had to take care of it. <clears throat> I just reported it, and he made a decision like that, and and it involved money. And, and, I, and I begin to think sometimes when I have important situations to take care of 
and it needs to be taken care of. This wasn't a situation that we, we could leave unattended. We had to take care of the situation. And he just said, okay, let's, 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 get, let, let's, let's, do, let's do this. But he said, he was talking about us, but it was, it was speaking to me about my life sometimes. When I have to take care of something, and I, and I, and I refer back to my, um, my 2004 Chrysler Pacifica that died. <laughs> we, we, Alex, Alex had to uh, take it from me. <laughs> and, and he didn't even let me say goodbye. <laughs> it only had 400,000 miles on it, but, but I needed to take care of that situation. I just couldn't let my wife ride around in that, especially when it spitted and spotted and all the other things. I, I knew every, everywhere to fix it. She didn't, so she couldn't drive it. So he loves excellence, talking about Steve R. Parker. He lo he's a lover of excellence. If you, if you look around, excellence. He, 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 he demands excellence. He demands excellence. So we, uh, we need to be excellent. You need to be a voice. You need to be a voice. It's not, it's not just getting everything and not giving. You know, if, you can't, if, if, this, if this glass, we continue to pour into this glass, it will overflow. And if you're around Christ, you, it, it's said that if we were to put in words in the book that yeah, the things that Yeshua spoke, I just imagine he was pouring all that into the disciples. And the disciples pour into over us. And we are receptacle, open vessels. We are, we are open for leadership. We are, not, we are not scared or fear, have fear of what's going on. We are the 98 percenters. We recognize that. Our eyes are open on the, on the presence of the Lord. He said, I hear, I hear, I hear rumbling like we're going to walk around. We're gonna, we don't see anything happen. We're going to walk around in silence. And then we're going to shout. Shout now. We're leaders. This day, this day, this day, this day is ordained. This day you're here purpose design. With your purpose in mind. We, when we can, we, if, we, if we get on one accord, one accord, and we are in that upper room. We're in that bedroom and the secret things. And we, others outside, they hear in their own language. Some people, you can just talk to them in their own language. I'm not talking about Spanish, English, French, but the way that they understand. We are in one accord. We are leaders. And we are leaders because we are being filled. We are following Christ. We are following the man that he has placed in our life. Take a whooping like a man. Move on. 
Yahweh created you with purpose, and he sees it as good. Am I I telling the truth? Go back to Genesis. When When he created man, he said, it's good. Yahweh creates us. He said, are you willing to let the voice reveal what you were created to be? And my last thing I want to say to you, leadership demands integrity. Leadership demands integrity. And I'm going to close with, I, I, I know more about me than I know about most people. When I came back from Panama, the country to Panama City, the Florida, and they, <clears throat> I, I, in the Air Force, I was in a career that only had, I think, this, I think it's about 500 Air Force wide. I was a management analyst. That means you can put me anywhere and I, I work. So they, they sent me from Panama to Panama City, Florida, to be an analyst not in my regular office, but in the engineering section. And not only in the engineering section, but the headquarters Air Force. And it's a one deep job. And the guy that I'm replacing left two months ago. I talk, you talk about relying on Holy Spirit. Relying on Holy Spirit. I, sp- I spoke a lot in towns when I was there. Imagine you're in front of generals, you know, at the Pentagon, because my job involved going to the Pentagon at least once a quarter and presenting. What would the energy look like? Because I'm an analyst. What would the energy look like or or energy uses look like in the year 2020? I can't remember what we were projecting, but we were projecting. And I had to sit up, but I took took my my computer guy with me, and he, he knew some of the numbers. I said, let's ask him. John, what do you think about that? <laughs> Until I, I knew what, but I, I'm saying all to, t- to tell you this, the, the integrity part of it. My boss was a lieutenant colonel, and I was a sergeant. And um, we, never, we, we barely saw each other. I would pass him in the airport, hey, you know, because we traveled all over. But when I was introduced to him, I, that, I can't remember his name now, he says, do whatever you have to do. Let me say it again. Do whatever you have, you have to do. He said, but don't embarrass me. So he was demanding what? Integrity of me. And I did. I did. I'd call the commander of headquarters, Yusefi, in, 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 um, in Germany. You need to send a request for me to come see you. Plus, I need to go over there and get me some some um, clocks for my wife and so on. I mean, I mean, I need to come over and take care of some stuff over there. But I never made the error of, you know, so doing something that would offend him or doing something that offend the organization. It was always with integrity. I had fun, but there's integrity. And Yahweh, so the whole killing caboodle of the Air Force energy reporting system was on my shoulder. I had carte blanche 
I can write it. I even wrote my own APR, Eminent Proficiency Report, and he signed it. Gas in Glasgow is good, it was good, it was good. <laughs> but that required what? Integrity. Leadership demands integrity. And as we follow Christ, it demands integrity. One more time for me before I leave. I can lead. Thank you. Amen. Come on. Amen. Thank you, Gaston. Gaston, I stood, uh, before I came to know Christ, I stood before generals too, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> My outcome was a little bit different than yours. But uh, great word. Thank you so much. I can lead. You can lead. That's what we're called to. And I want to say something about this, this ministry. Most of you know it. Some of you online may not. Those that might be new here today, you may certainly not be aware. But we are different. We are not like anywhere you've ever been. Even if it feels like it a little bit from time to time, I promise you over time you'll find we are not like anywhere you have ever been before because there is a passion for truth. Even when it hurts our feelings sometimes. And I get it. Sometimes there are, as Gaston mentioned, there are some people who can take it and then there are some people who along the way, they just, they can't stay the course. But that never changes whether or not we're going to walk in truth. We will walk in truth when people rise or if people fall. Because at the end of the day, if we honor God, He will take care of everything else. Because we are leaders. I want you to know this. Following up with what He said, I can lead. I want, I want you to know, think about what I'm about to say. When you walk out of this place today, no matter where you go, somebody has their eye on you. Somebody is listening to what it is that you're going to be talking about. Somebody is paying attention. Whatever they see and whatever they hear, my prayer is that they hear the anointing of Christ in you. Not who people say you are, but who the Father says you are. Amen? Father, I lift my voice over these men, over these women, over the people that are watching online, whoever, wherever they are today. I lift my voice with my eyes wide. In fact, I want everybody to look me right in the eye. Don't close your eyes because we're not hiding from God. But I'm looking into the face of every single man and woman that's in this place today. And I speak to every one of them, and I'm speaking over me. And I'm praying that today, wherever we find ourselves, that we find ourselves not by accident, but with intent. That we find ourselves being a demonstration of the glory of God that is in us. Yahweh, you have been a father in every sense of the word in that you believed in us enough to send your son so that we could be joined to you. You believe in us to allow your Holy Spirit to dwell in us, to educate and to teach us. So today with intention, we go out of this place 
declaring and knowing that we are of that spirit worthy to be followed as we follow Christ. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. I love you. I bless you.